Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Tonight, we're just going to have a Mama Angela talk. How about that? Is that okay? It seems like we're already there. Y'all already knew that, right? But you know, I have, I have, I've sat back and I've looked the last couple of weeks. God's had this on my heart for the very first Wednesday night that we would be together. And, and I have, I just, just want to come to you and talk to you tonight about the preparation that God has, has had for us going into this. God had already prepared us. Do you realize that? If you go back and you look at the sermons that were, that were ministered in the months and weeks leading up to, to this whole thing, you will see that God's plan was, was, was in motion to get us prepared for what was coming. When Pastor went back and started talking about a faith tune-up, and we began to listen again to faith, and sometimes you think, well, that's just basic stuff we've heard before. Listen, it's the basics that will put you over. The foundational things are what keeps you. The foundational things are what are things that keep you steady in the storm. You know, and sometimes we get so carried away with looking at the storm and how we're going to get through the storm and understand it's not the storm. The storm is not the issue here. It's how I overcome during the storm that's the issue. And God has been preparing us for months ahead of time. And that's why so many of you have flourished during all of this. It's because you were prepared ahead of time. See, God, God's the original Boy Scout. Be prepared. Isn't that the Boy Scout motto? Be prepared. God is the original Boy Scout. He is always prepared. Nothing has ever or will ever catch him off guard. He already knows what's coming. He's already made provision for it. He's already got a plan in motion. He's already setting the thing, the wheels to spinning. He already is, is working. I mean, you, if you go back through the Bible and you start looking at some things, Abraham, when he took Isaac upon that mountain, God was ahead of him. There was a ram waiting in the bushes. A ram waiting in the bushes. When he told the children of Israel to leave Egypt... The only thing these people had ever known, they'd been there for 400 years. They only told them to leave Egypt. There was a land flowing with milk and honey. There were cities that were already built, fields that were already plowed, vineyards that were already planted, waiting for them. Waiting for them. There was provision ready and waiting for them. When Jonah got out of the will of God, there was a, there was a whale waiting circling, waiting for Jonah. You know, there are times when we mess up and God's got provision waiting for us, just like he did for Jonah. You know, when God's people were going to be persecuted, and it stands to reason here, what what Pastor was just talking about a minute ago, uh, when the people of God were about to be persecuted unmercifully, God put Esther in place. Had the, had the plan ready, had the right people in the right spot at the right time, willing to do the right thing. Did you hear me? The right people in the right spot at the right time, in the right place, and willing to do the right thing. 
When you start talking about God preparing ahead of time, you know, you have to understand that there are times when the plan he's got has to be cooperated with. And I'm, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But let me just tell you, now I told Pastor, I said, you're stealing my stuff. I was going to use, you know, Brother Craig's example next week and something I've already got in mind for next week. Hallelujah. You know, but let me tell you the rest of that story. I, he, when I read, when I, I saw his thing on, on Facebook from his church where he was, he was saying under, under the um, uh, advice of our legal counsel, I must tell you that the, whatever it is, the thing right there in the Toronto area, uh, has, we have been informed that we are no longer allowed to sing, that we may have a time of quiet and introspective worship in silence. And, and so I need you to understand that that is what we're dealing with right now. The government has said that this is what we must do. And so because quiet and introspective time is private, we're going to eliminate our live stream until 30 minutes after the start of the service. When our quiet and introspective time is over, then we will turn the live stream back on and we will resume our service. He said, now, we have been allowed, we are allowed to have one singer on the platform who can sing and one person who can be on an instrument, and everyone else must stay seated and must be uh, experiencing their quiet and introspective time of worship. He said, so I just want you to understand that. And he said, so uh, we're going to turn it off now, and we'll be back with you in 30 minutes. And I said, So I wrote him today, and I said, and how did your time of quiet and introspective worship go? He said, as soon as we turned off the live stream, we laughed, we laughed, and we sang twice as loud as we always do. (laughs) He said, but we we have posted people at the doors. We've posted security people at the doors with radios to warn us if anybody shows up unexpectedly so that we can make sure that we cut it off because the fine is $150,000. That's just for churches, Christian churches. See, that kind of thing has already been, been ha- tried to be happening, and I think it was in Virginia, where they tried to demand that people, if you go back to church, you do not sing. You do not have communion. You do not do this. You do not do that. And churches have got to stop that. You know, God is putting the right people in the right place at the right time to do the right thing. You, you have, I, be, I believe we have a president who's in the right place at the right time and willing, and willing to do the right thing to keep that from happening here because I wrote back to Pastor Craig and I said, brother, the same thing is coming to America. You know, that they're going to try it. They're going to try it. And he said the church has to take a stand. Yes, it has to take a stand. And we will stand. But just like in the days of Esther, when God's people were going to be killed... God had somebody in place. He was already, had already prepared things way ahead of time and was ready for it. Preparation time is never wasted. It's never wasted. I think of hurricane season because we're in hurricane season. They tell you, be prepared for hurricane season. You know, they give us all those days to buy those things, you know, that we need, you know, in case of hurricanes to get batteries and all the other stuff. And, and, and sometimes you get to the end of the hurricane season and go, well, that was a big waste of time. No, it wasn't. You know why it wasn't? Because there was a great deal of calm and peace in your house because you knew you were prepared. So preparation time is not a a wasted time. 
you know, I, I go back to thinking about Pastor Nancy and how God had her uh, meditating on, teaching on, praying about peace for two years. And then Dr. Ed went home unexpectedly in a plane crash. And because she'd been studying and meditating, God was preparing her during those two years. Peace reigned when he was no longer there. Let me tell you, there is there's a time when God is trying to prepare. You need to recognize when he is trying to prepare you for something. I look back personally on my life, the several years that God talk, was talking to me about diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. You know, and one day I got a diagnosis that if I had done the diet and exercise, I wouldn't have had that diagnosis. Listen and participate when God is talking to you. Don't assume that it's just, oh, I've heard that before. Oh, well, I, I'm fine. I don't need that. You know, I'm perfectly well. My finances are great. You know, every, don't ever assume that. Don't take lightly what God is talking to you about. If there seems to be an emphasis on something in church that we, we get a run on, on, say, prosperity or a run on healing or a run on just faith, God's trying to tell you something. He's trying to say, you take this and you put it in a little stockpile. You know, um, this is what I wrote down earlier. He's putting a reservoir in you so that you have something to draw on later. It is your spiritual savings account. You might not need that today, but it's sitting there waiting for when the need arises. A reservoir, and it, and it took me back to Isaiah. That's Isaiah uh, 12 in verse 33. Yeah, 33. And it said, with joy will you draw water out of the wells of salvation. The wells, not the well, but the wells of salvation. And that took me back to Romans where the word salvation came in. And what does the word salvation mean? It means deliverance, safety. Preservation, healing, soundness. And I wrote in in notes in my Bible, I wrote all the redemptive acts and processes. Mm -mm -mm -mm. He's putting in you now what you, maybe we come to church and you've got a need and, and you go out, wow, God met my need. I had an immediate need and God met me there today with my need that I need right now. But every single service, you need to start looking at it as putting more into your reservoir so that you've got something to pull out later when you need it. Instead of sitting there zoning out, thinking about something else, what I've got to do next week, what problems I've got to deal with at work, you know, how am I going to do this, my vacation in two weeks, you know, whatever, whatever it is, don't do that. Come in here focused on what God is talking to you about. That's how he prepares you for what lays ahead. And he's preparing his people now. He prepared us for what we've been through these last few months. He really has. And I have seen God's preparation at work in, in so many lives that are sitting in this room. I've seen how he's, how he's met your needs. I've seen how you have shared amongst yourselves the things that God has given you. You've been willing to share with somebody else. 
I've seen people who have taken things that God has, has put in their hands extra during this time and looked at it and said, is this seed to sow or is this bread for food? And you know what? There again, preparation time is what you need to be thinking. If God is saying to you, this is seed to sow, he's preparing you for what's ahead. Instead, sometimes we get a hold of extra money, and, and especially during, during times like this, and, 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 you know, we, you know, personally, you know, for, at our household, that, that stimulus money we got, more than half of it got given away. Got given away. We didn't just automatically go, okay, what can we spend it on? Listen, my house, there's always something to spend it on. I mean, we're, we're, still, we're still kind of ramping up a, you know, a new place that you're living. There's, always, there, there's something to do still. I mean, I got projects still that aren't done. It's going to take maybe another couple of years to get, get them all done. So, I mean, I could have put that on some of that stuff. Oh, yes, yes. We're getting close, babe. We're getting close. We're getting close. One, one big, big one left, you know. But we're getting there. But we could have said, okay, well, we can use it on, on this, this, and this, and this. But no, we gave about 60% of it away. Maybe it was more than that. We gave it away. Why? Preparing for the future. Preparing for the future. i got a big project left for me at home. And I, I'm, I, just, I just figure, hey, I'm sowing seed toward that big project. You know, to, to finish out what we want, you know, God's blessed us with a, with a new house, and, and he's going to bless us. And we, we've confessed all along that he's blessed us with everything that we wanted in this place, in this new home, and, and, he's, and, and I believe he has. But you know what? Part of believing that he has is being willing to sow toward it. Being willing to take what he puts in my hands and say, seed or food? Seed or food? Seed and food. Well, it's a little of both. Okay. Sometimes God will say, sow it all. And sometimes he'll say, I want you to sow part of it. But it's for the future. That's part of preparation. You know, I, uh, I wrote this down um, over in, in 1 Kings. Elijah had a need. And God told him a place to go. He said, I have, and this is what he told him. He said, uh, I have commanded the ravens to feed you. But that's not all he said. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. God had a specific plan in mind. He didn't just mean the ravens just anywhere you happen to be. He said, I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. You, the whole point of this is you have to cooperate with God in the plan. If God gives you specific instructions, don't ignore it. Don't say, oh, well, that's kind of silly. Or, or really, ravens? No. What can the ravens bring me? I mean, I can't, can't even put much in their beak, so it's not going to be much. So why should I want to go over there? You can, you can rationalize all day long to your heart's content, but it won't change God's plan. You are not going to change God's plan. When God said the plan is for you to go to that brook because I've commanded the ravens to feed you there, there is your blessing. Not somewhere else, but there. That's where the blessing is. And if you don't get the blessing, whose fault is that? People go around lots of times going, oh, God, I I just didn't. But God already told you. He's already talked to you about something. Don't you go be putting that on God. Don't you go put, be putting something on God that, he, that you know, he had nothing to do with it. He said, 
You know, he could look at you and go, I told you. I told you. You're suffering lack today because you didn't do what I told you to do. You didn't go where I said go. You didn't do what I said do. I gave you clear instructions what to do. You didn't do it. So why do you expect that the blessing is not where you are because you aren't where you're supposed to be? See, people want blessings all the time. They won't go to church. Mm, no amens on that. There have been so many times when I, when I knew that God had provision for somebody and they weren't there. And there has never been a time when God told you it's okay not to go to church. God ever told you, oh, you can stay home tonight. It's okay. You're not going to miss much. Just Pastor Angela, it's, it, you, know, you can just forgo that. It's okay. Never. Never. I don't care who's in the pulpit. There is always something prepared and ready and waiting for you when you get there. Always. The reason we go out of here with something less than what we should have is because we weren't listening. We weren't paying attention. See, she's back. <laughs> Listen, we need, we need to appreciate what God's trying to do in a service. We need to appreciate what he's, what he's trying to get across to us. We need to appreciate the fact that he's, he's at work in us. And let him work in us. You know, the worst thing in the world is to try to help somebody who won't be helped. You know, I, I, I deal with that, you know, just in, in a family situation, you know, with, with a particular member of, of the family that, that no matter what you do, they're going to sabotage it. You know, they don't want to be helped. Why? I don't know. I can't understand it. It just boggles my mind. It makes me want to pull my hair out. No, it actually makes me want to pull their hair out. <laughs> you know, but, but God is trying to help Every believer, and there are so many believers who refuse the help that he's offering. Refusing it. But we have to cooperate. We have to recognize when God's talking to us. We have to recognize when he's saying, even though sometimes it goes against the grain. You know, what's that old saying? If that rubs the fur the wrong way, turn the kitty around. Sometimes it rubs the fur the wrong way. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to hear that. Or it's, it's I've, heard that, I've heard that till I am sick of hearing that. Somebody said one time years ago, pastor was on a, a series about prosperity, and they said, I am so, I'll be so glad when he gets over this series on prosperity. And I'm thinking, so you're not in need of any prosperity, huh? Okay, yeah, you are. They were afraid that he might talk some money out of their purse. That's really what that amounted to. God's not fooled and neither am I. You know, when somebody says, I'm so sick of hearing him preach about money, I know what that means. It means you don't want to give up your money. When God starts talking to me about giving to something to somebody or doing something that, that he, you know, some, to some project or something, and I just want to go, I am so sick of hearing about that maintenance project. You just told on yourself. Just told on yourself. 
that means you're not doing what God told you to do where that maintenance project was concerned. Hmm. Say amen a little louder, Doug. Amen. Amen. Oh, me. Something. Praise God. My whole intent tonight was not to get on the soapbox, you know, or just, just on my, my Mama Angela trail. But, you know, we, we've been kind of just kind of cruising through for a few weeks, and maybe you need a little Mama Angela talk. I don't know. But I, I, I do know that what lies ahead for us as believers and what lies ahead for us as a nation the success that we will enjoy or not enjoy is going to depend on the preparation season that we're in. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.